hello and welcome to the midweek edition podcast of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful producer, Lindsay, and we are streaming from wonderful Bend, Oregon today. Beautiful, gorgeous weather. Um, excited to have our guest on today. You don't want to miss this. Uh, we are going to be talking about childhood obesity. Um, Kyle Hudson is going to share his story. I have multiple times talked about the real pandemic in America is obesity, and that includes childhood obesity. Childhood obesity is becoming pandemic in America. Uh, what does that mean? That means it's spreading everywhere. Um, it really, truly is. And just look around. Go to a go to an aquatic center. Um, go to a school nowadays. Remember, I remember 30-some years ago, 40 years ago when I was in school, um, you know, there was like one obese kid in school out of a class of 100. Now, like 50% of them are obese. It's scary. It's leading to diabetes. It's leading to heart disease. Uh, people are dying early. It's not good. So Kyle Hudson is going to tell us what changed his life and and um, how he did it. And uh, you, you want to listen to the every, every piece of this because – Everybody is involved in the family, especially parents. Um, you know, so Kyle, with, without further ado, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself and tell us your story. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Sean. Glad to be here. I'm Kyle. Uh, I live in Somerville, South Carolina. Uh, we're currently kind of warm and covered in pollen because it's springtime. And uh, I'm just glad to be here with you. Well, thanks for being on our show. I really appreciate it. These stories are near and dear to my heart. As many of you that follow our podcast know um, or follow me on social media know, I had a son that had that was obese when he was 10 years old, and, and he ended up changing his life, and he's a rock star now. So I'm excited to, to hear about your story, Kyle. So tell us kind of how, how it started when you were younger. Um, you, you didn't, you know, you weren't born fat, right? I mean, right. babies are born fat, but you know, you weren't really born that way. So we can't really blame it on genetics, correct? I mean, it was something to right. do with your lifestyle. So tell us about that. Yeah, when I was a little kid, I was pretty skinny. I mean, probably up till about, I broke my arm when I was like six or seven. And so we didn't really play outside for a little while. We kind of, and me and my brother actually broke our arms back to back. So oh, we wow. were both in cast, separate incidences. Uh, actually, the doctor did call uh, child services just to make sure. But yeah, so it was separate incidences and we both broke our arms on the playground. And so uh, we had casts and, you know, we're kind of laid up for a little while. And so we just kind of got out of the habit of playing outside uh, like we used to. And while we were kind of waiting on our arms to, to heal up because we both had pretty bad breaks. And so um, that's when the weight started to pack on just a little bit. And, then and, and what, what age, excuse me, but what age were you then? I was probably about six or seven if I had, okay. to, if I had to guess. I think I was in, I'm pretty sure I was in first grade. Yeah. So that'd be about six or seven. And, you know, we just started getting heavier and heavier and we never did quite get back into a regular, you know, exercise routine. Um, you know, we go out and play a little bit here and there, but we just weren't as active as we used to be. When we were, uh, before that happened, that was always a turning point that I could look back to. It's like when we broke our arms, that's when we started getting fat. Um, so if you have a kid that breaks an arm, make them go outside and play anyway. Because <laughs> um, that was that was a big thing. Um, and then when I was about 10, I was already pretty, pretty heavy um, at that point. But when I was 10, I slipped and fell in a restaurant and hurt my back pretty severely. I actually tore some muscles from my spine. 
Um, so, yeah, and I'm sure my weight did not help with that. And so um, I was then really laid up. I was actually out of school for a little while. They had to do homebound stuff because I could not sit up while I was healing for more than like about 30 minutes to an hour at a time because my back was in such bad shape. I still have back problems to this day. Um, and so that's when the, I just ballooned I mean, just got huge. Um, so by the time I was around, when I started to lose my weight at 17 or 18, I was 265 pounds at that point. So just got huge. 265 when you were 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm about, I'm about six one. Okay. Wow. Okay. And, um, well, we're going to go ahead and show a picture of, of you when you were when you were that weight and 18 years old. So um, tell us a little bit about how how did you I mean, what? So then you decided to lose weight, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, I just and, I was tired of being fat. And so what was the you say you're tired of being fat, but was there a straw that broke the camel's back? What was that? What was that last straw that said, OK, I'm done with this? Honestly, I can't remember. Um, like any great motivators, probably girls. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, I'm tired of being fat, and um, I, I can't really remember anything specific. I just started to get tired of it, and I decided that I was just going to go um, start running, and that's that's what I what I did. I just started jogging every day um, without fail. Um, and I jogged two miles. We, we'd moved out to the country at this point and there was like a really awesome country two miles that I could jog. The scenery was nice. It was a good mix of inclines. There was this one big hill at the end that was always like the challenge to, to get through. And, um, I just ran every day. I would run sick. I know I had a fever once and in the South Carolina heat, uh, I still went, um, Anyways, because I had tried losing weight several times before, um, so I, I'd kind of fluctuated um, a bit because there had been a few times that I would, you know, try to lose weight. I would diet, I would exercise, I would do whatever, and then I would miss a day, and then that day would turn into two days, turn into three days, and before long, I was, you know, back off the horse, and uh, the weight would come right back on, and so I was determined that I could not stop for anything. Um, and I thought at the time that if I got down to about 200 pounds, uh, I'd be skinny, but I had a lot farther to go. Once I got there, I realized I had to just keep jogging. And so, um, I, I jogged for about six months every single day and I changed the way I ate and I, I lost about 110 pounds in six months. Good for 110 pounds in six months. Yeah. Holy right. smoke. So tell us about this picture. Can you see the picture we're streaming, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. This was, I was probably, this was when we were in Chattanooga on a family vacation. Kudos to my mom for digging out all of our family photos because I don't have any of these. Um, yeah. So we were, that's my brother too, uh, right behind us. And I was about eight, nine years old at this point. That's how big uh, we wow. both were. And we were both skinny before we broke our arms. We were both like average skinny kids. Um, we were healthy, always active. And then, you know, that's what stopped it for us. Kudos to you for, for making a goal and running every day, doing some kind of exercise every day. You know, 
commonly we say that 90 days, 90 days is the way to maybe change a habit, to mostly change a habit. You know, if you do something for 90 days and, you know, your habits will be, will be changed. So tell us how much different you feel from when you are a fat little kid to, to where you were at this picture. Tell us about what age you were at this picture and um, tell us how different you felt. Yeah, I was 18. So this was actually one of my graduation uh, photos. Um, I, I felt great at that point because I had so much weight off of me. And the thing is, is um, I own a landscaping company. And so back at that point, we were just getting it started. And so I was, uh, had a very physical job, you know, um, at that time. And so I was, you know, out there in the heat, cutting grass all the time, working. I also did, worked construction. I uh, had three jobs of, around that time because my dad was sick. And so um, he'd had some surgeries on his head because he's had uh, cysts in his head. He's had them twice. And they had to uh, do surgery on his head and it would just leave him debilitated. And while he was healing, we were uh, working a lot and I cleaned a car dealership at night. Um, then I'd get up and go work construction during the day. And whenever I could grab a few hours, we'd cut grass in between. And um, so I would literally work, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day. I mean, it was just crazy for a little while. And so it felt so much better because it had that weight off and, you know, it just, it drags on you. I mean, if you could imagine, you know, throwing a hundred pound person over your shoulder and carrying them around all day. Wow. I, I, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it'd be like. Incredible. And mm -hmm. so, and you, you, you tell me in the pre-conference call that, you know, activity was never an issue in your guys's family. You got right. your dad is active. Your brother was active with physical type jobs. Um, so activity was never really the issue. And obviously you have good work ethic, you know, from your family, um, you know, talking about your stories, working three jobs and stuff. But even when you were heavy, you were working, yeah. you know, you yeah. were working hard, right? But you were still overweight. So um, t t tell us about that. Obviously, it wasn't necessarily activity. It must have been diet, correct? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm still really a fat boy at heart. It's my biggest problem in keeping weight off is, is how I eat. Um, I, I still don't eat great. But I did for a while when I was losing the weight. I, I ate really good. I, I remember having nightmares. I would wake up in the middle and I, I would have nightmares that I ate French fries. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. You know, and I'd go, oh, well, thank goodness that wasn't true. You know, um, and because I would think that I, I'd ruined it all. So, yeah, uh, I remember me and my mom were talking about this just the other day because I, I told her that I was, had been thinking about this. And me and her, when we'd come back from cleaning that uh, car dealership, um, at night, it'd be about one o'clock in the morning and she and I would just split a pack of Oreos down the middle. Like you take this half and I'll take this half. And we did that a couple of wow. times a, a week. It was, wow. And, and so, you know, and we live in the South. We're born and raised here in the South. I've lived in South Carolina my entire life. Uh, Southern food is our tradition. And um, that is my family's uh, favorite style of cuisine. So it's smothered in gravy and fried. And, and that's the way we live life here, um, you know. And so that that was, you know, a good bulk of our diet, pizza and just things we shouldn't be uh, picking out on all the time. And, and it, it was hard to change that. It was very hard. And I still struggle with it today. So t tell us, did, did, did you get any pushback from your parents when you started wanting to eat different? Yeah, it, because I couldn't eat what the rest of the family was eating. Um, so I remember once specifically, 
um, my dad um, was was doing some cooking and um, he'd cooked some fried pork chops and rice and gravy, which was my absolute favorite meal. And he, he also probably knew that was my favorite meal. I loved it. it so good. Um, but I was just on such a roll. I, I was starting to lose weight. I, I think at that point I lost like about 30, maybe 40 pounds. And I just told him, I was like, I cannot eat this. I cannot eat this. And, you know, he'd worked real hard on the meal and he got a little upset about it, you know? And I remember me and him had some words about it. And I was just like, I'll, I'll eat an apple. Like, I'm, I'm just, I can't, you know, do this. I'm working too hard. And it, it got easier because when my family started to see the results, um, and what I was doing, they were kind of like, well, you know, you can't argue with, you know, <laughs> it became 30, then 40, then 50, then 60, then 70. I mean, it was just like, wow, you know, and then they really got, they really did get behind me, uh, on it when they saw that, that what I was doing, but I think it just started to click that what we were doing as a family wasn't healthy. Um, and you know, that stuff gets very, very ingrained and it's hard to, get out of that when it's part of your culture, it's part of Southern culture. I mean, all the, we live in Charleston. Um, Charleston is the pinnacle of Southern cuisine. I mean, we have some of the absolute best restaurants in the world here. I got to go there now. Now you're making me, now you make me want to go there. <laughs> so, so me and my wife, we go on vacation quite a good bit and we, we travel. And when we go to different cities, um, you know, the only city I've ever been to is Scott food that can even compete is Manhattan, you know, just is that that's, right. It is that, that wow. good. And I, I've been to a lot of steakhouses in Manhattan, never been to one as good as one of the ones we, we have Hall's chop house here, which is very, very famous steakhouse. They don't hold a candle to that steakhouse here. It's unbelievable. So we're just, I, I, think, I, know where I, I think I know where I'm going this summer. You should. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. So, um, back on your, on your, uh, diet issue. So 110 pounds in six months, Kyle. I mean, honestly, you know, I've helped and, and counseled and talked to thousands of people in their weight loss journey. And honestly, Kyle, I think that's a record that I've ever heard. Um, I know, I know people that have had bariatric surgery and they take well over a year to lose a hundred pounds. So kudos to you. Very, very life-changing. Amazing. Um, my question for you is, so everything got easier. Did you get more productive at work? Were you able to, you know, you know, t talk about, talk about that. I mean, do you feel you were more productive at work after you lost weight? Yeah. I, I mean, I, <laughs> it's been a while and you know, it's been a long time. Um, so it, it's not super, super fresh in my mind, the, the difference, but I mean, it, it had to, um, cause I mean, it, gets a hundred degrees out here in the summer. Um, I mean, and we're, we're just baking. And so not having that extra weight, um, and back then we didn't have the kind of equipment we do now. We were just getting started in high school. And so we were like literally push pushballing everything we did. We weren't riding around on mowers and, uh, all of our equipment was junk. And so it took us forever. And, um, yeah, I mean, and, and that was, when we were starting our company was when I, I lost the weight. And I think that that's part of what helped us get through it because I'm not sure I could have done it if I had another hundred pounds on me. Wow. Good for you. So did you, um, you, you had some pushback from some family maybe, um, did you inspire or encourage any of them to lose weight? Yeah. Um, at the time my brother started losing some, some weight, um, 
as well. Um, wasn't anything as, as drastic, but he started slimming down a bit um, at the time. And so he got, he probably lost, he probably lost about 40, 50 pounds if I had to guess uh, at that time when he was around the same age. So about, you know, about a year after I did it, he started uh, working on that and he, he lost a good bit of weight at, at that time also, because we're, we're just, we're a big family. <laughs> I'll yeah, put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Big family. And you lost your weight when you were 18. Now, when, how long have you been married? I've been married for eight years now. So I'm 29 and I got married right before I turned 22. So, and um, when did you meet your wife? When I was 18, it was, it was right after I, it was not long after I, I lost that weight was actually when I met her when I was super, super skinny. I was a little too skinny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was actually when I met her and we got married three, three and a half years later. Well, congratulations to that. So I'm assuming your wife is one of your biggest supporters and that she's not obese either. No, no, no. She's, she's a very healthy weight. She puts me to shame all the time because she goes jogging and uh, eats really good. I, in fact, she jokes all the time that I'm the reason she has to work so hard. <laughs> yeah. Is because of the the stuff I'm always convincing her to eat and go try in restaurants to to do. Because, uh, like I said, I'm just a fat kid at heart. I still <laughs> right, am, right. you know, all the time. You know, I'll eat a salad, but you know, she could live off salad, not me. <laughs> it's yeah. just not happening, you know. And then, you know, it, I've what I've been struggling with lately myself is because I I've inched back up a bit as I've gotten, you know, in my my later twenties um, is. We are like a group of guys in our company and it's just all, and we have a lot of younger guys. So it's like people bringing donuts all the time to work and everybody wanting to stop, you know, at a fast food restaurant to eat and all that. So um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, man. Yeah, that can definitely be difficult. And one thing I was getting getting to about your wife and I, I had no idea when you met her and, um, you know, but you know, you mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, you kind of were motivated to lose weight because of girls, like you want to look good, like a lot of guys do for good reason. I mean, it's biology, right? right. Um, and it makes me wonder, I mean, I got to think that if, you know, considering how healthy your wife is, that um, she probably would have not have been attracted to you if you were 110 pounds heavier and yeah. you literally changed your life and her life because of of the changes that you made. I mean, kudos to you, right? I mean, do you have any comments yeah. about that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you're right. Um, Cause you know, I probably wouldn't have married her if she was 110 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Let's just be honest here. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure that had a lot to, to, to do with it. Um, and I, I think she, I remember her saying that, you know, she, she thought that was really impressive and that told her a lot about having the determination to do that, you know, to stick with it. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely changed my life uh, in that way as well. Yeah. Now, do you guys have any kids? No, no, yeah. not yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I, I, where I was going with that is if you do, I mean, it, it comes from the parents down and, you know, childhood obesity is really a problem. And I am not any, by any means throwing your parents under the, under the bus. They are, I'm sure Kyle, they are very loving people. I'm, I'm talking about myself in general, for one, when I was 60 pounds heavier, um, I really couldn't blame it. 
I, I couldn't blame my son for being heavy um, right. because he was just learning from me. So how can we expect our kids to be um, ideal body weight when when we're not? How can we expect them to have good eating habits or um, good exercise habits when when we're not? And I see so many parents that they talk about their kids being heavy, but yet they're heavy. So, you know, it comes from the parents. We have to be good role models as parents and, uh, you know, in order to, 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 to make their changes. So, um, you know, kudos to you. you you're definitely, um, you're definitely changing lives. So I think one thing that I got out of our pre-conference call, and you're kind of getting a little to it here, is that it's not that, you know, you said your dad was a little bit overweight or maybe a lot and your uh, your um, brother was too, but you guys were very active and you were active too. Yeah. So um, I think, and I, I talk about this on this podcast quite often, is that um, is that it's not, you can't exercise your way out of a poor diet. Yeah. So, and, and especially as we get older, although you're proof that we can't do it when you're younger either, but you know, you can't, if you can't continue to eat healthy and, or exercise and eat horrible and expect to lose weight. Can you, you want to comment on that? Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. Um, cause I know personally, you know, I, I've been doing landscaping for, you know, 10, 11 years now we've, we've, we've had our, our company and, uh, we just work our butts off. We fry out there in the sun and it's, it's difficult to keep the weight off. And, and, and part of what happens too is sometimes if you work really hard, you start to feel like you deserve to eat what you want to eat. Cause you're like, you know, I, I work yeah. hard. I sweat. I deserve this piece of pizza. It probably isn't going to do anything. I've been sweating all day. Then you, you know, gain a pound or two and you're like, Oh, I'll probably just burn it back off. And it never comes off. You keep telling right. yourself that it will, <laughs> and, and it does. You cannot, you know, if you burn, you know, three, four thousand calories a day, you know, out there working, it's all sweat and all the stuff. But then you eat five, you know, or six. Right. It, it, it math is math, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Calories in, yeah. calories out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really is. It, it it's it's. It really is that simple. I get it. It's not quite that simple because not all calories are created equal, but still to your body, fuel is fuel and you will store extra calories as fat or you will burn the fat if you have, um, you know, uh, no excess of calories. So, yeah, and it is, you know, if you eat healthier foods and whole foods, it is harder to get more calories, but still, it's, it's still possible. You could... You know, you you could eat too much good food and 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 still gain weight if you're if you're just in excess of calories. So that was a big challenge when when I was losing the weight. One of the biggest challenges was I think my stomach was just so stretched and so used to overeating. I had the hardest time um, getting down to where I was just portion control. Um, that was the hardest thing because I just felt so hungry for a while, and it took a while. But I eventually got down to where, you know, I could eat what a normal person <laughs> would eat yeah. and, and, and feel full. Well, I think, you know, through my weight loss journey, when you talk about portion control, I think portion control is the major. It's not just the foods we pick. Yeah. Um, it's portion control is is our major issue in America. I mean, you know, we supersize everything. Bigger is always better. And I remember the first time. I ate out a regular meal after I'd lost like 60 pounds. Yeah. 
And my wife and I went to a local Mexican restaurant. And I think we were sharing, I can't remember, but I got this plate of fajitas and, you know, with tortillas and the refried beans and everything. And I mean, it was a plate like, like this, you know, yeah. and I think, and I thought about it, I was like, my wife and I can share this four times and have a meal. I mean, you know, and, and it's like, I, and then I thought to myself, it's like, I used to eat all of that by myself, right. you know, and, and you're right. I think it takes about 90 days for our stomachs just to kind of shrink and get used to, um, you know, those smaller portions. And there's a lot of other factors that go on too, when it comes to satiety and stuff. Um, and a lot of it is probably mental too, is it's like, you know, I don't really need that much food. And, and I think we have a, we t also have a idea in our culture a lot that you cannot waste or cannot, you know, if it's there or if it's served to you, you have to eat it all. Yep. Um, on my mom's side of the family, uh, we're Jewish and her father was a concentration camp survivor. And he always wow. taught them you eat every last that you, cause you never know. And yeah. so um, that attitude is then just passed down. Yeah. And I know, you know, it drives me nuts to waste any bit of food. Like if it's served, I feel like I got to eat it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a hard struggle. I, I, I am still that way, Kyle. And I try to teach, I try to, I, and I kind of taught my kids that way when they were younger. And then when we started dealing with weight loss issues, I realized it's like, and I told them this, it's like, look, it's either wasted. It's either wasted there in the garbage or it's wasted around your waist. Yeah. Which would you rather have? So wasted there or wasted around the waist. And, you know, there's some truth to that. I, I can tell you a story of my son losing weight. And one, when the strawberry with camel's back as he was eating an ice cream bar and he was 10 years old. And I asked him, I said, hey, how much do you weigh? And he kind of fibbed a little bit. And um, he, uh, I said, well, let's go weigh. And we weighed and he was really surprised about his weight and he was very upset. And he, the, before he even got on the scale, he took that ice cream bar and he laid it down. And he said, dad, I don't want that. And I said, all right. I said, you're going to take that and you're going to throw it in the garbage right now. And, you know, of course, both him and I were crying because after he got on the scale, because he was so upset and it made me cry, but it was very symbolic. It's like, you know what? I've, I was part of the problem. It's like, I told my kids to eat everything. I mean, that's part of the problem. And I yeah. still, I still struggle with that. Um, and there's some tips. <clears throat> I don't, I'm not saying I follow them all, but you know, there's some tips with that. When you eat at a restaurant, don't take home leftovers. I mean, ser seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I, I, I do take home leftovers, but really, if you want to, if you really want to be strong about this and start a, a new life journey about weight loss, that's one of the things, you know, no leftovers. And when you're done eating, throw it away. You know, I know that's hard for some people and evolutionarily speaking and biologically speaking, you know, we didn't have excess food. So, you know, not just the concentration camp, like your, um, was it your grandpa? Great grandpa. Yeah. It was my uh, mom's dad. Okay. Your grandpa was in, but you know, hundreds of years ago, we didn't have excess of food. So anything we ate, anything we had in front of us, we ate. Well, here's the problem in America. We literally, when we get home or when we're traveling in from work, have an unlimited food source. Most of us have an unlimited food source, especially when we get home. We have a pantry, fridge, freezer full of food. And 
you know, and it's darn near unlimited. And that's part of the problem, you know, is that we have unlimited food. So, you know, that's, um, that's a great comment that you have about, you know, eating everything on your plate, because we, we when we're taught that it can definitely drive bad habits. Definitely. definitely. So what, what is, um, you're, you're maintaining your weight loss for the most part. Um, what, what is your, what is your, uh, do you have any long-term goals with weight loss? Do you have any, any, anybody that you would like to inspire or, 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 or uh, make sure they know your story or, or maybe change their life because they are having weight issues? Well, um, long-term goals. I just, I don't want to, to get like where I was again. I, I, I don't, and, and I've, I've crept back up there. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, n- nowhere near where I was, but I, I still like, it's, I could probably stand to, to lose a few pounds now. Cause it, it's just with COVID and all that, it's creeping up. And my, my main goal right now is to not have to buy new suits. Once we go back to, um, so I've got a closet full and I do not want to have to, to buy new ones and it's getting there <laughs> yeah that's so, very that, that, right and yeah. I, that's one of the things too that we can use to motivate ourselves is things like that including you know that's a non-scale victory um yeah. you know we don't have to live and die by the scale but when our clothes start fitting us different and we have to buy new clothes or you know we don't look in the mirror we look in the mirror we don't like ourselves necessarily then you know that's a non that's a non-scale way to promote our weight loss. So, you know, that's a great, that's a great tip for sure. So, so Kyle, um, you have a successful landscaping business. Um, you know, you, you've, you've changed your life by, by losing 110 pounds. What, what, what do you have? What do you have a passion for? What, what, what drives you? Well, one of our, our big things that w- with our companies, we, we try to really help, a lot of young men, it's not necessarily about yet landscaping. It's, you know, we, we try to teach some of these young men how to be men. And, you know, that, that, that's what I, one of the things I have a passion for with our company is, is we don't just cut grass. You know, we, we have leadership training. We, we, you know, we also try to grow the company in a way so that as these guys get older, you know, and have families and mortgages and all that, they also have room to grow in the company and their, their income go up. Uh, as well, so we're we're real conscious about that, and that's that's a big passion that I have is uh, developing you know the guys that we have, helping them along, being there for them. Uh, that that's one of the the reasons I I get up in the morning. That's that's really really cool. So what's the name of your landscaping company, Kyle? So we're Hudson Brothers Lawn Care because it started out with uh, just me and my brother, um, but now we've got about eleven guys, and uh, even our our dad. Um, has come aboard and he runs uh, our fertilizer and weed control division. And so uh, he's doing a great job with that. So it's, it's really a family company now, but we've got a lot of our friends working with us. Yeah. Yeah. There's our website. Um, very proud of that. Um, so if you happen to be in Somerville area, you can feel free to uh, give us a call, but uh, I'm sure your listeners are probably all over the place. <laughs> yeah, they are. But uh, you know, I, uh, how close is Somerville to Charleston? We are about from the interstate. It's it's about a twenty minute drive. Um, but Charleston, we joke. I don't know if you've ever seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, where he says it's a geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere, Charleston. Everywhere in Charleston is forty five minutes to an hour to another part of the Charleston area. It's because we have a lot of water that runs through and bridges, 
And so it's just, it takes forever to get anywhere in, in town. So 45 minutes yeah. is always yeah. the answer. Well, you've got me, you've got me thinking about Charleston. I'm gonna have to talk to my wife and see if we can make a summer trip to Charleston. We'll have to yes. stop in and say hi to you guys and meet your yeah, wife. Have to show you around. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. So Kyle, this has been a great show today. Thank you for sharing your story. You, you were, you know, um, I, I think one of the goals of our podcast is to educate and empower um, consumers that they are in charge of their own health. And, you know, one of the most important things we can do to stay healthy is to be a healthy body weight. And I think you have definitely made our goal today um, with inspiring and educating our, our viewers, um, you know, to, 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 to be in charge of their own health. So I appreciate you being on. That's a very, very strong story. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. So thanks for thanks tuning for in. Thanks for having today. me. I really yeah. appreciate it. And Monday, uh, tune in Monday, we will have uh, Brad Brown on. He is a doctor and uh, he's a doctor actually in, in residency still. And um, he, will be he will be opening his own practice soon in Colorado. Stay tuned for him. He's got a great story about why he's going into direct primary care and getting out of traditional health care. Um, got a friend that we've interviewed before on our show. And he also, he is an entrepreneur and he designed an EMR. So anybody that, electronic medical record, anybody that is in the healthcare industry and they want to know about the EMR that was designed by a physician, listen to this one because it's really, it'll be really, really good. So tune in Monday like we stream every Monday, 1230 to 1, um, Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, 1230 to 1 Pacific Standard Time. And thank you for listening and watching uh, Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. Thank you.